head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Listeners, welcome. This is sound only. <laughs> I don't know what I'm <laughs> Yo, what tone was that? Like, what? Like, did you? Was, no, was keep this, this it, in, Erica. Like, it actually, was, it was actually kind of like Quiet you came storm. in halfway between, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, like public mm-hmm, high school mm-hmm. radio host and um. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character from fucking Almost Famous, I think. Ooh la la. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. What was it? Was, it's just like, you know, you've like liable to fall asleep on mic, you know, because my voice is so soothing to myself. <laughs> Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about manga. Just as a as a general pastime manga, uh, yeah, you know, just the as as the sole thing that could really hold either of our shattered attention spans at this point. Yeah, um, and in fact, this I okay, this discussion is kind of born of an experience I had recently, where I got in my car. Right, I got a car during the pandemic. Don't we don't have to talk about it. I got in my car and I drove into Manhattan Friday evening. This was like a few weeks ago in the pouring rain, right? Miserable weather. But I was trying to find something. I was looking for the grail. I was trying to find Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Volume 1. You can't order it. You can't order it. And naive me, right? I kept going to the online retailers, which shall not be named. Uh, And they were all sold out. Even finding used copies, Chainsaw Man, Volume 1 sold out. And I personally do not, I don't like reading, in my old age, I don't like reading digital copies of manga. I almost read exclusively digital copies of books, right? Like textbooks. I'm all about ebooks, but not with manga. Manga, I need physical releases, right? So I wasn't just going to be, listen, I'm not going to illegally steal a copy with your torrents, you know, <laughs> and your DRM and all of that. I wasn't going to do that. I got in my car 
and I drove to Kinokuniya in Manhattan over here, you know, in the just... rain, in the rain, right? And I'm thinking, it's a bookstore. It's Kinokuniya. It's in Manhattan, top of the world. I'm walking here, right? <laughs> New York, center of the universe. I can walk into Kinokuniya, and I'm just going to buy volumes one through three of Chainsaw Man translated into English. And I get there. And they got rows. The, wall, the, the walls are papered. The aisles are papered with copies of Volume 3. I cannot find Volume 1 and 2. And I text you about this, Micah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say, what is going on? And, and you point out to me the obvious. And what's that? What did you point out to me? <clears throat> Both of uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man, collected in Volumes 1 and 2, are New York Times bestsellers on the graphic novels list. Along with Demon Slayer, the first, I think the first, uh, I think the first two volumes of Demon Slayer as well. Like we're at the top of the list. Yeah. So like this was like happening, like peaking around the time of Mugen Train. And I mean, like if you were talking about there being some sort of cresting popularity of anime, manga in like the contiguous United States these last couple of months, the spring might've been like the height of it. Like, so yeah, like you go, you might go in and not see any of Chainsaw Man on the shelves or Demon Slayer, the first couple of volumes. Cause everybody's just kind of like, let me see what this is about, you know? Yeah. But I feel like isn't Demon Slayer, like Demon Slayer feels deeper into its popularity, right? Cause it's yeah. sort of, you have the movie, mm-hmm. you obviously have the series, you obviously have the talk of season two of Demon Slayer. And you have people obviously, you know, keeping pace with the manga, right? Whereas Chainsaw Man feels like it, it's it now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that's it in its manga phase. It hasn't been adapted yet. It's the thing that's like, it's closer to being at its like breakout moment. Is that Yeah, right? I mean, like, it's more or less like there's like reports of the inevitable MAPA produced anime like have already begun to trickle out, you know. But yeah, this is like something that is I don't know, uh, I guess closer to the source than you would normally have like your normal casual fan like tapping into. Right, that's what feels surprising about it to me. It's also like come on man, this is all cute and whatnot. But look, you had Robin D'Angelo with that white fragility book and she was a bestseller, but I could go into a store and find it. Why can't I find Chainsaw Man? If people could go into a store and buy Robin D'Angelo books, I should be able to walk into Kino Kunia and buy Chainsaw Man. I mean, one. like, but also you are talking about your, your, your big whole Big Apple Manhattan up walking here. I don't know some crazy stuff wackadoo thing that you were just now doing. It's like you like you are also that is that's a that's a double like mad people. Anybody that's just kind of like you know, poking around like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, broaden my horizons a little bit. What's, um, let's let's have let's, hey, honey, let's go have an afternoon excursion to 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 one of these things in the about town section. Probably Kitakuni is on there. Let's yeah. go check out this. I don't I don't know. There's probably people like that. I know, like, man, but the the store in Edgewater is sold out too. Okay, I'm just <laughs> like I, I'm just like I had a like I, I mean like I like I feel your pain. I had a similarly frustrating and experience when I 
it was an odyssey trying to buy a pair of ball sneakers in Los Angeles County this past weekend. I had to go drive back and forth across the city. We say more about city. this. Yeah, we. To buy a pair, yeah, to to buy a pair of basketball sneakers, like in the store, because I wanted to play. I wanted a pair to play in outside. Because one of the homies was just kind of like, "Listen, we're gonna get the run back together, but it's gonna be on blacktop." And I'm like, "That sucks," because my knees and everything. (laughs) But I gotta get a, I gotta get another pair of shoes to play outside with. You are 23. What am I? I am because like playing on concrete and playing on hardwood are two very different things. That's okay. All right. I so I'm just listen. Don't. Okay. So anyway, like I'm saying that like I similarly got in the car and thought I was just gonna drive to Foot Locker to buy a pair of Kyrie's, but that's not what happened. Damn. Damn, you can't flourish. Obama Obama ran, so... Uh, Racism's still alive. They just be concealing <laughs> it. Um, Chainsaw Man. Yes, and Chainsaw I, Man. I, 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 listen, I've buckled and I've gotten my hands on a digital copy. I'm not going to read it. I'm waiting until I get the physical release of Chainsaw Man. We're going to talk about manga in general, especially, especially because in the mailbag episode, right, I know you talked about it a bit, and um, a lot of people, when they email us, they give us credit for putting them onto stuff, right? And if anything, I like the reverse. Like I, I want our listeners to and by the yeah, way, put us email. on the stuff. Yeah, like put us on the stuff. We are looking yeah, we're looking for more we're always looking for more and weirder stuff to to look at. You know? Right. And I don't have that self-propulsive thing that I used to have. Like I used to be the worst kind of weeb trash, right? So I would watch all of the worst of the worst releases just by inertia, right? I would just sit on Crunchyroll. I have stuff on in my apartment. I'd be caught up on anime seasons, manga seasons. That's, you know what I mean? Like, like that's another thing that uh, like a friend of friend of mine, Lester of the Pod, uh, Alex, who is a graphic designer, was I was talking with him the other day about this, like, because we were watching the Dress Rosa arc of One Piece. And I was just kind of like, I've been like listlessly going through like one piece is that shit is a thousand episodes, dog. And yeah, like, <laughs> no, no, no. yeah. So I mean, like, I, I you know, I kind of skipped past a couple arcs, but like, he is Alex has been very, very helpful, being like, you need to watch this arc, this arc, this arc, and then you'll get the gist. So we were watching Dress Rosa, but he was talking about the fact that like the stuff that rises above the fold of like that becomes popular enough for it to be covered in, um. Where I mean, like, where casual fans would get eyes on stuff, yeah, right? like you know, like Demon Slayer or Chainsaw Man or whatever, is like the most like network television channel six type stuff in its own like native sphere. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, which I like hadn't really ever thought about. So yeah, I mean, like you know, we put us on the stuff, man. Yeah, at soundonlypod at gmail.com. We'll say it up top this time. But yeah, can you exp- can you just, you did this briefly on a previous episode, but just explain Chainsaw Man again. Right. Um, so cha- in the Chainsaw Man universe, there are devils and devil hunters. The devils are basically physical manifestations of humanity's fears and phobias around uh, physical 
I mean, like inanimate or imaginary objects. Like, so there's a gun devil, there's a sword devil. Basically, if you have, if you can have a nightmare about, about something, uh, or could, or you have a fear about dying because of something, a devil exists for it. Uh, so like a surprise Drake album devil. Yes, like there's a su- there's shit. there there theoretically there's a surprise drop album devil. <laughs> there's an event album devil. Yeah, there's album. there's there's a there's a there's a pack there's a album package devil. Um, you know, <laughs> there's a trap lord in stores now devil. So anyway, like there there are uh the the most powerful devil in the entire. <laughs> <laughs> why you bring Sorry. Trap Lord into this sometimes? <laughs> I got his check. Oh man. Uh, you know, cause I got I got the I got the fuzzy ASAP rays going on right now. So I had to, you know, I'm getting these jokes off. Anyway, there are the, the most powerful devil in the Chainsaw Man universe is the gun devil, which appears for a brief period at some point decades before our story begins and wipes out millions hundreds of millions of people across all seven continents so like there's basically in a, a rush of public funding to create these Departments of public safety that solely hunt devils. So there are public safety devil hunters and there are private sector devil hunters. And basically it's widely accepted that public safety is the much more dangerous job. You get sent into crisis areas, given unwinnable situations, but the hazard pay is higher, steady paycheck, lodging, they give you some, some, you know, like a tight suit to wear, whatever. Private sector devil hunters are basically public safety ones that have decided that the job is too difficult or just like, you know, I just want to look pretty and get endorsements, etc. Our central character that we're following is Dingy, who basically begins the story with his pet devil dog, Pochita, living like in a dump basically working off millions of dollars in debt left to him by his father um, by selling off uh, organs by doing odd job, odd Wait, devil what, hunting which jobs, organs? which organs explain which organs. a kidney and okay. eye, and uh, oh, geez. Okay. Uh, you know, his spleen, some other shit that was oh, worth like organs, money. organs. You mean like organs, organs, organs you know, okay. organs, dog. He was he donated organs, you know, donated organs, sold, ransomed off organs. Um, and I mean, like, basically, like, despite doing all this, he is still way behind, you know. Like, if he at age 15 or however old he is, if he continues working for the rest of his life, he will still die millions of dollars in debt, like. That's the kind of debt he's in. Um, gets it on one job that goes horribly awry. He dies, is saved by merging with his devil dog, and he becomes the chainsaw devil through some wonky anime bullshit. 
Um, and yeah, I was gonna say this, this whole thing. Department. This is like the most Japanese thing ever. It is I, honestly. <laughs> it is like it Set is. I I I mean I am fully aware of how much like a fever dream this sounds, but. I mean, I like the bureaucratic elements of what you're describing. Yeah, the yeah, bu- yeah, like yeah. the bureaucratic elements of it are very uh, fun. But the thing that is more fun is the kind of the weird relationships that develop between superiors and subordinates in this in in the which I mean, like, are always inappropriate. Um, oh, okay. And honestly, more than it is about finding and killing the gun devil or you know killing or eradicating devils from public life or whatever it's about dingy uh you know uh copping some buns for the first time like like that's what the entire thing is about like i mean like it's really like it's i'm serious like it's like it is the like one it, and, and like and it and it feels very despite like the way that i just described it it's like very it's got like a corny uplifting sheen to it. Like it's like got a weird emotional heart to it. Like there's like the scene where his devil dog is saving his life in, you know, the ether where their souls are conjoining and he's talking, they're having a conversation. Like the dog talks to him for the first time and he's just kind of like, you know, goes to the white expanse and he's just kind of like, am I dead? And a dog is just, and all of a sudden a booming voice comes in. And it's just kind of like, I've always loved listening to you talk about your dreams. Because every night before he goes to bed, he cuddles the dog and he talks about like, I'm going to try every different type of food and I'm going to kiss a pretty girl and hold her hand. And then I'm going to go to whatever and blah, 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 blah. Like, and he just talks to the dog until he goes to sleep. So the dog goes like, I've always loved listening to you talk about your dreams. So... I'm going to exchange my life for yours and like all you have to do in return is show me your dreams. So like it's basically like that one uh like it's just it's just about him having firsts and dealing with all the weird emotions and stuff that comes around that. Um and a really fun uh, yeah. Micah. What's up? I've always loved listening to you talk about your dreams. <laughs> No, this sounds lit. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I can get into this. I have only one problem. I'm mean, okay. I have two. One, I can't fucking find copies of Chainsaw Man Volume okay. One and Two. Right. The other problem, obviously, is that I think you and I are in a similar situation, and it's also a part of reason why we're doing this episode, which is there comes a time in one's life when one has read manga for long enough, and one has enough momentum behind enough series simultaneously that you get in that weird space where you are like, I'm stuck on volume three of like 15 different series. Right. Um, And that's, that's where I'm at. And so I feel kind of bad too. It's like, as soon as I get Chainsaw Man volume one, I'm probably going to like, it's going to be at like number eight on a queue. Right. Like I'm still reading Pluto. I'm still reading like Gleipnir. I'm reading Marcelago. I'm reading like, I have a lot of stuff that I could recommend to people listening to this podcast. Um, and I'm happy to do so. I think especially Marcelago and Pluto are really good. Although Pluto, Pluto is really- that, that, that Urasawa thing. Where yeah, did you it, find that? Like I was, yeah, you were making it out to, so you, I, you, when you asked me about Pluto, 
were you having trouble finding like the first volumes of it? Yeah, I was having trouble finding the first volumes of it. I didn't. I I found it pretty easily. Um, I I find with Urasawa stuff. Well, no, actually, it's not really with Urasawa stuff. Usually, Urasawa stuff is easy to find online, like actual paperback copies. Um, it's sort of like Pluto's. It's a response to Astro Boy, and usually, like Tezuka mangas are the one that ones that are super annoying. You'll you'll have like most of the volumes you can just order online, but like randomly, volume five of a Tezuka manga will just be out of print forever, and you'll never find it, and you'll never have a complete collection of it. I don't know. I think you can find Pluto pretty easily, though. That said, I I would like us to, because we get enough emails with with readers talking about manga and asking us for recommendations and mentioning stuff they're into. I feel like we can just sort of talk about manga in general, like and like talk through, I guess, what we've been reading lately. But also, like, I guess I have questions for you, right, about the difference between like manga and comics, right? Because I the other thing we've unpacked a lot on this show together, right, is American animation versus Japanese animation. But I feel mm-hmm. like we can do the manga versus comics version of this conversation too. Um, with the caveat that I've never been into American comics and that insofar as I'm into manga, I am I'm not into like Shonen Jump. So I feel like you're the real expert here and I'm going to be ignorant as always, <laughs> uh, after uh, after after the break, <laughs> I'm going to be real ignorant. Um. So, hmm. Well, to begin, when you are reading American comics, you are reading left to right, and when you are reading manga, you're reading right to left. Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 Yo! Yo! Did you know that your birthday and the day you were born are the same day, dog? Crazy. Anyway, so the difference between, like, really, though, between uh, manga and comics, I would say, is there is kind of like a like a formula like there's more even more so like and i know that like if you go to like the mary sue and like look at all the different tropes that go on in superhero stuff and comic books and so on and so forth there are agreed upon things that happen and like or the way that stories like there are there are like several buckets of plot devices that comic book writers go back to again and again yeah Mm mm-hmm like that happens in American comics, but it there feels like there is like more of like a streamlined approach, like a kind of assembly line sort of situation going on with manga or at least shonen stuff. Yeah. Shonen stuff in particular. Yeah. Um is made to like mark in a market tested way to capture specific like groups of people. What are the surest signs of that though? Like what what are the hallmarks that that scream out to you that okay, this is sort of an assembly line market tested thing? What are the things that make shown it like weekly shown and jump, right? Yeah, like I mean, if there is a central character that is noticeably uh less technically proficient than his peers you know, shorter, but also has like a, like a, like a, 
larger, like, but has like limitless potential. Yeah. But like a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, a chip that, on his yeah. shoulder. If that's the central character, that's probably like a show. That's that's probably like a shonen, a shonen type situation. Like it's always like a shonen a, type situation. A yeah. young. Uh, it's always a young guy that is half demon, <laughs> and uh, like, compl- and like totally like a totally affable nitwit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, powerful for his size. Um, I mean, like, that's a that's a shonen. That's a shonen protagonist. Yeah, I think the maybe it's because I listen to a lot of pods that talk about shonen now. Maybe it's because we do this podcast together. Right. And I'm sort of back in it again. Right. With with anime and manga fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've OK, there's the obvious comparison of. Like, shonen's important because of all the stuff in the West, right? All of the popular manga stuff in the West. And this also, frankly, applies to anime now, too, right? It's like, shonen is the stuff that does really well commercially here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least in this in this decade, right? Shonen stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels like, I don't know, something about shonen, it feels like it's an obvious conversation with American comic, like everything being superhero stuff, right? Like the principles are like shonen is very different, right? It's very different, but it feels like they're like what are the what are the key links though between the American superhero stuff and there the is a shonen very stuff? simplistic morality and like there's a very there's a very simplistic morality and sense of like a very kind of uh, family friendly sensibility to even the stuff that is on the more like adult side of things. Like there is, I like, guess the same sort of uh, like even the occulty stuff is vaguely puritanical. Like that's like, there's it's, it's sexless. It's, you know, rare. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's queer in a repressed way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like, there's, there's, uh, I mean, like, you know, there's kind of this, the the same way that like with, with, with superhero stuff, there's a lot of like, um, in the same way that like creators and fans and this stuff, like bear more about themselves than they mean to. Um, (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, I mean, like, it's it, it occupies the same sort of place. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think one thing we maybe skipped, though, is, like, I don't know, what's your... Like, how long have you read manga? Like, how... I, like, what's your, what's your, what's your like, library looking like? Honestly, I had this friend in grade school whose parents were professors that um taught in japan over the summer so like he'd go back he'd go back home or like he'd go like they he'd go to japan over the summer to like their family would go to japan over the summer and then he'd come back so he'd like bring me one time he brought me a pair of soccer cleats like one time he brought me like a jersey and then like one time he brought me back like 
a couple of volumes of Dragon Ball Z manga that I couldn't read, but I loved looking at the pictures. And like this might have been like the first time they did this might have been like in the fifth grade for like, no, I think it was in the fourth grade. And he and then like after that, like I got my parents to start taking me like books a million to start buying like. Honestly, it was just like it was Dragon Ball Z for the like to to begin with. But like I've been kind of reading it off and on throughout the years. Usually it'll be a thing that'll happen where I get far enough in an anime that I'm now outpacing oh, okay. the show or get to a filler part. Yeah. Or I just want to know how the story ends and I'll go try to find what the go try to find the manga and read the rest of it. But really do I like had like it must have been maybe like these last two years that I would see that that I would search out manga like independently of like a television project. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't get I didn't get into manga until super late, honestly. I, I think the first manga series I read was probably Urasawa's Monster. Um as like an adult, right? I had watched I had watched Monster. I thought Monster was like the best show I'd ever watched. If if you're listening to this podcast and have not watched Monster I've probably mentioned it on the podcast before because Guillermo del Toro specifically was supposed to adapt Monster to live action for HBO. And as much as people hate Western anime adaptations to live action, Monster, like Urasawa in general, he has such a grounded, soapy style of storytelling that you can easily imagine. You're like, okay, a good director can make this work. And you watch Monster, the TV show, which I saw before I read the manga, right? And it's paced in such a... Every episode of that show ends on a cliffhanger. And it has, again, such a soap opera pace. Like, every episode feels like it covers an actual 30 minutes of, like, the characters' lives, right? It's sort of bite-sized storytelling. And I was like, oh... um, I don't know what... It, like, I was so addicted to Monster, the show, that I... I bought all of no I didn't buy it I think I just like ripped it all from the internet and like read it and the show is so weirdly faithful to the manga and I was like oh I I I get this like I'll probably get older and like be more into reading this rather than sort of binge watching the show and I can at least feel a bit more respectable reading you know the manga as opposed to the adaptation and like I don't know. I've read, I, and then I ended up reading like 20th Century Boys by Urasawa. But like, I think the main thing with me, right, is that I very much, of all the manga that I've gotten into, none of it has been Shonen Jump, really, right? And it, that obviously is connected to me also just not watching a lot of Shonen anime. Um, but I feel like that's what's popping now, right? And like, even with something like Jujutsu Kaisen, um, because my attention span feels so scattered with that show, part of me wonders whether I would be better off reading the manga. Um, the manga is, uh, I mean, like it's the the manga is a lot of fun. I like I enjoyed reading it. Um, if you like, I mean, like if you're looking for a push, if yeah. that's what that was. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, okay. you you definitely should read the manga if you're having like. Because, I mean, like, you know, you you were telling me about how you were watching Jujutsu Kaisen as, like, kind of, like, a second screen experience. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. so, uh, yeah. If you are if you actually do want to invest yourself in the story, and, like, I th- it's, it's a good, it reads well. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, look, even with shonen stuff, whether you're talking about manga or anime, 
I feel more of a sense of, um, you know, all the contempt that I spew for the superhero stuff, right, on this pod? I never really feel that with Shonen outside of the time I wrote an article about Dragon Ball Z and Big Sean got mad at me on Twitter, right, back at Complex. <laughs> I think other than Dragon Ball, right, because I just remember growing up around people who love Dragon Ball and being like, I don't get this, <laughs> instead of harboring contempt for the fact that I felt left out by my friends, by the fact that I just didn't like this thing that they all liked. Uh, with Shonen otherwise, though, I, I feel more of a sense of like, no, I want to I wanna get on the level of this thing. I never feel that about some Marvel shit. I have respect for our listeners who love the superhero stuff, right? And um, as much as we talk shit about it, I don't, I don't ever want our listeners to feel like we're trying to talk them out of superhero stuff. It's just I, I have my own sort of you know, grumpy perspective on some elements of superhero culture, right? But um, I'm 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 comfortable in my taste when we talk about superhero stuff. Whereas with Shonen, I I'm very self conscious about the fact that I I've loved anime my whole life. I like reading manga, and yet Shonen is this outsized part of Western anime fandom and also just this outsized part of, of anime in general and I it's almost like I never know where to start right I never know I never know how to find the right shonen series that suits my personality or sensibilities you know um and I think that's kind of what I was thinking about when I was watching Jujutsu Kaisen it was like okay I could keep watching this or I could keep browsing for something that maybe hits me a little bit closer and gets me a little bit closer to being like, okay, I get the appeal of of shonen, right? Not I get the appeal of shonen. like I get it, but I feel like I can tap into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still trying to tap in. <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to tap in. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I really don't know what your. Yeah, like, what is the ultimate Mike O'Rat? What is the ultimate... It doesn't have to be a recent thing. What is the ultimate Micah Shonen wreck for Justin Charity? The ultimate Shonen wreck for Justin Charity. Wow. That is such a responsibility. And it can be... You wreck it... You wreck it. It can be an anime series or manga series. Um... Or you can give two different recommendations for if you're recommending anime versus recommending manga. Approach this however you want, but just know the stakes are that, you know. Oh. I've been searching for a long time for something to really sort of hit the spot, right? Like, wow. Yeah. I like, honestly, like, the thing is, is that I would, I, I would have recommended Jujutsu Kaisen to you before, like, you asked this question. But, like, the fact that that glanced off of you and you kept moving means that, like, it's, it's, it has, like, for the, for, for you, you in particular, to not form some sort of affinity with the Nanami character is unfathomable to me. Like, I mean, like, that is your steez. Like, he, like, you know, hates everything except the like the 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 pastry shop around the corner that's that makes his favorite bread. Like you know, both working at the job at both working at his finance job and being a jujutsu sorcerer sucked equally. So he decided to do the one that he was going to make 
more money at slash understood a little bit better. And like, you know, he is so begrudging with praise. Like it is insane. Wow. I'm taking so many shots of this. Um, I'm just like, it no, is. Okay. But didn't, okay. But then your point though, about the manga, right? Like, I, I don't know. I can give the manga a shot. Cause I feel like the manga that might just be, I, I find that lately, even though I'm behind on a lot of stuff, right? I at least mm-hmm. have a better track record of moving through manga, right? That I do have shows at the moment. Mm. Um, plus, you know, I just started Iron Blooded Orphans based on the conversation we had the other day. And I'm probably going to watch that before I. I How far did you went. get? I'm like episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I was talking to Eric Thurm. Eric Thurm uh, was like, Eric Thurm made it seem like Iron Blooded Orphans is not exactly representative of Gundam. Is this true? Yes, because more Iron Blooded Orphans is more of like a family drama. Mm-hmm. Um, a, like a, a family drama starring child rebel soldiers. Yeah. And Gundam is more like, um, Gundam is more concerned with the, like, I guess like Iron Blooded Orphans is like more concerned with like the emotional relationships between the core cast of characters and Gundam primarily is really taken with like the political intrigue, like the stuff that gets rushed out in uh, voiceovers in the first couple or last couple or middle couple of minutes in Iron Blooded Orphans is stuff that they spend arcs on. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and traditionally, like in Gundam, which is that's what we, but that's what we were talking about in the other episodes. So, like, uh, okay, other than Iron Blooded Orphans, what what is the Gundam thing I should watch for the more like the the political? I like like honestly, you should ask Eric Thurm because I'm not the person to like. I mean, because it's I know about Wing and I know about uh. Iron Blooded Orphans and that one really weirdly animated Astro Thunder thing that like th- or Thunderbolt. I can't remember what it was. It was like a 17 minute short that was like absolutely ridiculous. Um, Fair. Okay. Eric Thurm, text me when you hear this. Also, listeners again, soundonlypod at gmail.com. Um, okay, we have Gundam Rex. <laughs> we have we have manga Rex. Uh, you're avoiding the question of what are you recommending other than Jujutsu Kaisen? That's fine, though. I'm I not avoiding you. it. I'm going to... Because, I mean, like, you can't just drop that on a nigga's lap at the end of an episode after we've been having this discussion. Like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm honestly feeling a bit of whiplash. I never thought that you'd want to invest yourself in, in, in you know, lowbrow anime, oh, as I believe up. you used to call shut, it. Listen, it is not lowbrow. Like, okay, if we want to be really honest about my, like, when I was, um, when I was a teen, right? Like, I, I watched anime. I watched all the anime everybody watched, right? I watched fucking Tenchi Muyo, which no one remembers at this point. Um, watched Devo, watched Bebop. But like, all you the mangas- You ever watch No. Mm-mm. She watched Gintama. She yeah. liked Tenchi. Yeah, just well. Also, the main thing I haven't watched is um, what's your what's the you know what I'm talking about? Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh my god, I cannot Although believe every it. other black millennial but me has watched fucking Yu Yu Hakusho, 
and I hadn't even heard of you, Hakusho, until like we lose a recipes. You gotta, you need to watch Yu Yu Hakusho immediately. Immediately, um, yeah. Post like, haste. All, all the manga stuff I read was like stuff we can't talk about on this podcast. It was like Dojin stuff when I was a teen, right? Like it was, it was like deep internet stuff that was certainly not like Shonen Jump, right? So I think from there, right, my my expectations of manga were formed by a lot of like illicit, like bootleg shit, right? And so my taste now is just very like, look, I'm either reading some grown ass man Urasawa thing or like Junji Ito thing, right? Or I'm reading like Merchelago, which is which is basically Yuri, right? Like it's about like a lesbian assassin, and like the most recent volume had a lot of <laughs> a lot of lewd shit that my kids not gonna be able to see. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put these. <laughs> I have to put half my mangas. I have to go in a different room, you know. Oh man, um, it's going in the gun safe, right? Like <laughs> all wow. of this stuff. But that's the thing. It's like my taste in manga feels a lot more. Um, it feels more lowbrow, if anything. You over here taking credit for lowbrow just because you 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 following my hero. Well, you mean like take taking credit for lowbrow is not what I was doing. I yeah, was yeah, parroting what you said about like these things. You said that indubitably. Um, Jacques, Jacques, uh, but like my my sort of background in uh, anime and manga culture aside. Like, growing up, um, you know, I feel like so many people, so many fucking black nerds have the the origin story of, like, I was the only person in my school who liked, who liked anime and Nirvana. Oh, and shut the everyone, fuck up. Yeah, everyone just... thought I was weird, and I grew up <laughs> to become a Republican. And it's like, look, that's fine if that's your backstory. But, like, the truth is, I grew up, and all the other black kids liked anime and manga too right and we talked about it and uh obviously okay there's the universal sense in which shonen is popular in the west or not universal but you know what i mean like shonen is the wave right now but i guess i think about the fact that like on the one hand i grew up around a lot of other black kids who liked anime on the other hand all them kids like shonen (laughs) i mean like (laughs) Every black person born after 1984 so loves Shonen. It was like really tough for me in high school because I like Junji <laughs> Ito. I like Sailor and, Moon. And, and, and like... Sailor Moon. And, and I was reading Uzumaki <sighs> and um, listening to the Final Fantasy soundtrack. On double I mean, you're disc. not wrong. You've not said. Well, I mean, again, I didn't start reading manga like real manga until I was an adult. But everything else you just said was accurate, and I stand by it. And that's my lived experience, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I I just so remember because like my mom made me go to the fucking YMCA summer camp, and I remember all them kids constantly talking about Piccolo. And yeah, Cell man. I, like, listen, and Vegeta. We, are, we were on kind of like we were on different time because I was. Fist fight over holographic piccolo card basic. Yeah, in at grade school. Wow. So, yeah. Did, were you yeah. winning them fights though? Were you winning? Were you winning, son? Yes. <laughs> I, like, were, were you winning, son? Over a holographic piccolo card, you damn skiffy. I was like, it was. There was like, there was. Listen, 
I was small, but you were always <laughs> you were always going to know that you were in a fight and a, and you were definitely not going to win one over a holographic piccolo card with me. It just wasn't happening. Also, where were you fighting? You sound like Kiryu or something. Were you just fighting people in like Rapongi for these cards? Where were yes, you, man? Yes, exactly. That's what I was doing. Oh, no. In the underground fighting pits. <laughs> Of, uh, oh. of 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 South Louisiana beneath <laughs> beneath the now defunct borders. Oh no! Oh which I mean, God. like it was, which actually wasn't beneath it. It was like in the stock room. But you dig, yeah. Um, but I, look, I set all that up just to say, in a roundabout way, right? You learn as you get older that you just want to be closer to people, right? And it's just like I had, I had, I had the fortune of coming up around other people who loved anime as much as I do. But it, it does feel like the conspicuous gap, right? Of I've just never really gotten into shonen, and especially because both you're into it, and also so many people who email us, like if they if they watch anime at all, they read manga at all, like shonen was their entry point, right? And in the same way that when we talked about Attack on Titan, you know, I think the, you know, the thing I said up top there was like, yo, I binge watched this show because, um, you know, I'm, I, I had a bad first impression of it, but I also respect where our listeners are coming from. And if 90% of the people who like email us about this show are like, no, nah, Shonen is my shit. Shonen is sort of my access point for a lot of stuff. I want to understand that. You know what I mean? I might be a hater, but I'm a civilized hater. You know what I mean? I'm a man of letters. I went to Georgetown, okay? Like, <laughs> like come on, don't sweat me. Are you mad because uh, I'm stopping? This is a house of learned <laughs> doctors. Yeah, it's just like, are you mad because I'm st- Wow. Shut up, nigga. You... <laughs> no. Nah. So I'm, I'm trying. Just know that I'm always... And, you and J. Cole co- cozying up to your degrees. Wow. We could do a J. Cole episode. Don't even bring him up because now we're going to get emails about that, too. That's true. We probably will. And I would be yeah. happy. That we would lo- I would love to We would love to see that. I love your little contact. I kind of mix it to you. I love your little contact, PD, and we would love to see that, Jackie, are yeah. two very different things. Two very <laughs> different movies. Got my wires crossed there, but it's fine, you know? Yes. Anyway... Um. Uh yeah, I mean like you should email us about J. Cole. Email us about the manga that you're reading. Email us about dumb fights that you got into in grade school over trading cards. Yeah, because to me it was not I mean, obviously, I don't even remember seeing people getting fights over that. And maybe that was the wrong year. For me, it was the the it was the Pokemon cards. It was all them shit, the holographic, it was all that. I mean, like it was. I maybe like, got some scraps of card. Yeah, it was just like because of, like it's scraps, but you're like in the f- fifth and fourth or fifth and sixth grade throwing wild overhands. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. actually yeah. look like you- anything. <laughs> wow. You got to start somewhere. You know what yeah, I mean? you know, you got to start somewhere. You got you got to be Logan Paul before you can be Logan Paul. You know, like you, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be Logan Paul before you can be Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be to be Logan Paul, then you had to be Logan Paul. Now, you know, it's it's or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, don't, don't email us about that fight. Don't email us about Logan Paul versus Floyd. Mayweather. Please don't. <laughs> I watched that fight. I want that hour of my life back. Get, get out of here. Um, oh, man. Weekly Shonen Jump, manga, email us, recommendations, soundonlypod at gmail.com. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. 
Shouts out to our producer, Erica Cervantes. We will see you all next week.